Hello, I'm Gemma. I thought today we would have a bit of a chat about how to help someone when they're first diagnosed with cancer. I think when we love someone, we care about someone, whether they're in our family, whether they're a friend, we really wanna you know, do our best, show them we care, show them they matter. But how to do that is, um, is something that I think most of us really struggle with. So what I thought I'd do today is share with you some of the things that people have said to me over the years that have helped them, some of the things that they've struggled with and some of the things they thought, oh, you know, that was just wonderful, it was gold just when I needed it. I suppose the first thing to say is when someone is diagnosed with cancer, you know, they're, they're overwhelmed. They're overwhelmed, there's a ripple effect in a pond around them, you know, partners, you know, sometimes kids. There's a whole lot happens all at once. And so the tricky thing about that is they're overwhelmed and they need help, but they have absolutely no idea what help they need. And, and we have absolutely no idea how to help. So I think, you know, be mindful of that. It's, it's okay to kind of bumble through that for a bit and just understand that, that you know, they're not sure and you're not sure. I guess one thing to avoid though, right from that first bit, well, probably maybe two things to avoid. The first thing is pity. So doing this, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Oh, you know, overdoing the pity thing, even if you're shocked, try and contain that. Because if we pity someone, then what it gets them thinking is, oh my goodness, you know, maybe I'm in trouble here. Maybe there's something that really needs pity. And, um, you know, empathy, yes. Caring, yes. Try wind down the pity thing. Um, so I suppose that's the first thing. And the second thing is try not to ask questions, so many questions. And because sometimes, especially when the whole thing's unfolding and, and someone's seeing doctors and getting tests and all, they don't know what's going on. No one yet knows what's going on. And so to be sort of rapid firing questions is sort of all overwhelming because what it does is it gives them the sense of, oh, hang on a minute, I, I didn't ask that. Maybe I should have asked that. Maybe if I don't, you know, I'm gonna be in trouble. So, you know, Try and again contain some of that. You want to know, caring shows you help, but kind of let them, you know, go first with things. You know, because I think that information giving is something that takes a while, you know, to share. One of the best things I think that people say to me that really does help is, is practical help. And, you know, not the let me know if there's anything you need because they don't, you know, know what they need yet and you don't know what you can offer. And so, you know, think about, okay, what could you actually provide that you're willing to provide and happy to provide? So maybe it's meals, you know, yep, you want to cook, you're happy to do that. Maybe you know you're not the best cook in the universe, so don't do the cooking thing. Um, if you're going to cook, you know, try and look beyond spaghetti bolognese and cook something that's easy. You can just drop off. Don't expect a whole fanfare of thanks. They're just all over the place and it doesn't mean they're not thankful that you've tried to help you know, just because they don't express that at that particular time. So, you know, cooking is great. Driving, terrific. Now that might be driving, you know, your friend or the person you love or whatever to appointments or to doctor's appointments, but it might be driving skids to, skids, kids to sports arrangements. It might be, you know, I don't know, taking other care arrangements that this person normally does and sorting out them. It might be driving them to work. Could be all sorts of things. So, you know, driving is a, is a kind of a great thing. Doing admin things is good, you know, getting the school notes in if you want to do that. If you, you know, you're an accountant saying, would you like me, you know, to help you get the receipts together because it's kind of tax time, you know. So if you've got a skill or you've got a willingness, think about how you can share that because that's really all people need. And, and that's showing that you care and it's showing that you love them and it's showing that, you, you know, you're willing to help. Domestic stuff. 
great, you know. Who wants to mow the lawn, really? And if you just turn up and say, look, I was mowing my lawn, how about I do yours? Or do you want your windows done? Or, you know, whatever it is, turn up. You know, turn up and watch a movie, if you like. But just be there, be around. Don't ask for them to, to think about what they need. You get in there and show what you need. And if they don't need it, they can say, no thanks, not right at the moment. And if they do do that, it brings me to the other thing when you're trying to support someone. Please don't take everything personally. If you take everything personally, then they have to worry about not only you know coping with the cancer and coping with the treatments and coping with what the doctor's saying, the nurse is saying, all the rest of it, but they've got to worry about your emotions. So please try and accept that they might not say everything in the way that you want it and you know when you need it. And that is okay, just try not to, to take things personally. Be patient and accept that their head's all over the place and some of the normal social niceties they might have done, they're just not going to do at the moment. Social stuff, that reminds me. When the, one of the things that can really annoy people going through cancer is there's lots of questions about health and treatment and how are you and all those kinds of things, but not a lot of, hey, you know, we're, we're having dinner here or we're going out there, would you like to come? And sometimes they can feel like a real leper. People stop inviting them because they think, oh, I don't know if they want to come or they won't be well enough or what will we talk about or I don't want to ask about the cancer, but then that's the most, you know, you get, you do all these emotional sort of, you know, thinking gymnastics when you don't, don't need to. If you would normally say, we're having a barbecue on Saturday, would you like to come? If you're normally saying, you know, a bunch of us are getting together and, you know, going for a weekend, doing whatever, ask, just ask. Because if it doesn't suit or they can't do it, then they will say, oh no, you know, maybe not now, I'm not well enough, or, you know, I'll come another time. Or maybe there's something that you can modify slightly. Maybe they want to come, but they don't want to drive there. Maybe the packing's overwhelming, you know. Maybe they want to come to the barbecue, but they don't want to go for the whole day because they're going to be really tired, okay. And so be mindful of those kinds of things. So invite, socially invite, but... Be aware that, you know, you might need to be flexible. Do things a little bit differently than you've done before. It's fine. You can do that, you know. I think, really, the most important thing when you're trying to support someone with cancer is think widely. Think practically. Think emotionally. Think beyond just talking about it all the time. Some people love to talk. Some people just don't want to go there. They want to do the talking in their head or with the people that are right there next to them and you know give them that space privilege and 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 time to do that there's lots of um there's lots of ways you can help if you just you know kind of put your mind to it i suppose the other thing i wanted to say as well is is don't stop after someone stopped treatment one of the hardest things when people go through cancer treatment is that people at the end think, oh great, that's over, gosh, you must be so relieved, how wonderful, you wanna celebrate, and they just don't feel like that way at all. They feel shell-shocked and fatigued and a whole range of other emotions, but celebration is often actually not one of them. And so, you know, be aware of that. It takes a long, long time to recover actually after cancer, not weeks, not days, months. And for some people, you know, years, you know, it sticks with them for a long time. And not with the intensity, no, not at all, but there as a part of their life and their lives have changed. And so please be aware of that. Don't stop the casseroles coming 
the minute that someone has finished their chemotherapy or radiotherapy or whatever. Don't stop inviting them or coming around and hanging out or whatever. For a long time, you know, it takes them, um, in, it takes energy a long time to come back. And it takes emotional wounds a long time to heal. So look after someone when they'd like that. You'd do it at other times in their life. You know, if they'd been divorced, for example, you know, you wouldn't just forget them the minute the separation was done. You would look after them, you know, you'd nurture them. So do that the same way with this. Okay, so maybe that gives you a few ideas about how to help someone with cancer. You can have a look at our website where we've got blogs and there's things about 20 ways you can help. Gives you other ideas, might trigger some thoughts, but I think the best thing out of, out of all of this that you can, you can do is show you care, show they matter, show that you're, you know, you're not giving in on their friendship, you know, just because you're not quite sure how to help. Don't do the whole, I didn't know what to say and I didn't know what to do, so I did nothing. Because that won't cut it. People would much rather you make mistakes about what you say and what you do and just show up, you know? That's all they want you to do. So don't, just don't overthink it. Just get in there and do it. Okay.